This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. secret. I think you want to know. A dirty little secret. About a secret little show. Thank you for hipping me because oh, I people keep posting their results and I'm like, I haven't the slightest notion of why you've posted something with a bunch of green squares. <laughs> now you do. Right? It's like Angry Bird or whatever. I, I think I know what it is, but I don't know why the birds are that angry. Yeah, I don't. They're just really mad. Just right? A game that, that hit and yeah. everybody ended up on that thing. Stupid. Yeah. All right, are we ready? I don't know. I remember in my 40s complaining that I didn't like somebody's music or something. And a British guy I was working with, a producer at the time, said, You're not supposed to. That's not your job. Right. And I thought, Oh, you're right. I'm supposed to be a crank, <laughs> a crank. And, and, and dislike everything. <laughs> but I hate people who are like, Oh, everything new sucks or whatever, because that's so boring. It's we're true, though. Right, oh, yeah, we're rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. Right. Okay. Oh, we're on. Oh, okay, oh, good. Uh, Oh, that's all Great. staying in too. I mean, there's been some, there's some gold in there. We're talking about Wordle. We're talking about crank. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. About... I was gonna say you want all that in. Oh, oh yeah, leave all okay. that. Sure. The tutorial on how to play. <laughs> oh yeah, put leave it. I don't care. I mean, you figure it out. That's all that's right. on you. <laughs> Get that secret show up and running. Sarah and Vinny secret <laughs> show for Wednesday, January nineteenth, twenty twenty two. This is Sarah, Vinny, Nick, and Brittany, and our special guest. The Greg much beloved Proops, everybody. Greg Proops. Hello, so many brother. questions for you, Greg. So many questions. Are you okay, prepared Vinny. to answer a few? And I expect you'll dodge most of them because, you know, you're above most of this type of talk. But so you okay. had mentioned that you are taking a break from booze. You still like to partake in a little of the uh, doobie weed, but but drinking, which was, I thought, one of your things... You've you've put it down for a while. Did you do a header down a stairway? Yes or no? No. Oh, so there was no incident where you went, I think I better take it easy on this. Well, I mean, the incident was uh, since the plague started, uh, I decided, I guess, that I had to drink my weight in vodka each day. And oh. so uh, I, I did a podcast in July. And the next day I got up and I, I was cleaning the house. And I couldn't lift my head above my waist. And um, so at that moment, I kind of thought, maybe, maybe, 
Oh, you know, I'm going to clean the house like that, I guess, right? Your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Okay, so you just out of boredom and out of whatever, you ended up realizing. It wasn't giving me the same thrills that it used to. Got it. (laughs) Got it. And in your old days. I don't go to meetings or anything like that. And I would never tell anyone not to drink. I that to me, uh, comics who talk about sobriety, you might as well have two kids and start talking about that. I don't disagree with you. It's one of those things that yeah. it's very it's not, funny it's for the two people that are with you in a giant room that that get it. The rest of the room is like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Well, sobriety for we you? like to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> We're partying our asses off right now. Be funny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've just heard right. too many comics uh, uh, in L.A. talk about their sobriety or whatever. And you're like, God damn, have a drink. <laughs> that is very unsupportive, Greg. Yeah, that isn't helpful. Isn't it terrible? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you mentioned kids, though. I wanted to ask you this. Was there a point with you and the missus where you discussed having kids, or have you two been like, that would ruin this great ride we're on? No, we never discussed it. It just never, it was never going to happen. It was kind of a mutual agreement, I guess. But, uh, what's the word? Tacit? where you don't actually have to say anything. It's just agreed from the jump. Uh, we were never interested, so it really never happened. You know, there's lots of kids around, so it's not like you're hurting for kids. And, and I, believe me, I have nothing against children. I much prefer their company to adults. No, I don't think that you no, have you anything don't. against them, but it's it's a clear choice you've made whether or not you, yeah, as you say, tacit, whether or not you discussed it, You've I and you're right. It will ruin the good times in yeah. that you'll now have to put them first. We envy you, and we are sorry that we didn't make the same decision. <laughs> Much as we do love our children, they're great. I wish I didn't have them. Right. There's that trade-off because you get to watch them grow, and then when they get older, they have personalities, and then when they grow up, they're amazing people on their own, and there's all that rewarding uh, love and connection. Yeah. And on the other hand, you can't just go to London whenever you want, and you can't get drunk all night. So there's that trade-off. Yeah. Responsibility thing. In I your... Mean, you know, that, I, I, part of the reason why I'm so resentful about the plague is... Oh, we all are. We all Complete are. selfishness is uh, uh, that uh, I was rolling around the world pretty hard for a long time. And that kind of clipped my wings. And it's something you can't do when you have kids. You can't just pick up and go, we're going to New York for two weeks or whatever. There's so much planning that goes into everything yeah. that involves a kid. Any age, too. It's not just babies are a pain in the ass, even though no. they, they are. Oh, and it's, it's just... not and it's not just the airport. It's the drugstore down on the corner. Oh, God, we got to bring that, too, and we got to carry this, and we need that just to get to the... What? Well, Well, they've got their own obligations. Once they're in school, now your activities are curtailed simply because you can't take them out of school for two weeks randomly when you feel like it. Right. Right. It's a whole thing. Although my parents, uh, being the parents they were, my father would sometimes come and get me at school and take me to, to like, Bay Meadows all day to watch horse horse racing. That's fun. That's a good dad. Yeah, I mean, sure. Look, you turned There's out nothing more wholesome for a child than to teach them how to handicap when they're like 11 years old. So. <laughs> look, you don't know what skills you're going to need. You need to be well-rounded. And you turned right? you're one I, of the I most well-rounded people. I was the window when I was like 14 years sure. old. So. Don't you what? have to be 18 to bet? Come on, Greg. It's <laughs> <This is> bullshit. <laughs> Not in the county I grew up in. Oh. Not in the 70s. 
Right. No, not in the 70s. Back in the 1900s, things were a little different. Right. I was going to say, it really sounds like that. We used to ride a buggy, you know, to school and carry a hot potato in our hands so we didn't freeze to death. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the olden days. Okay. All that stuff. Another question. And I'll get a couple of these out of the way and then, and then we can whatever the other agenda is. Let me ask you this. Okay. You, I actually look up to you. You've been very vocal about being uh, pro-women's lib and helpful in any way that you can be, and I think that's a, a great example for all men, if not young men coming up. They should see that uh, and, and hopefully aspire to it. But was there a day at, in your comedy uh, growth where you would bone groupies? Oh, good question. Solid question. <laughs> no, because I've, I've been with my wife uh, since before all that. Oh, so, what? No, Bummer. There wasn't, right? I wish, I, I, there was a day when I was single, but that was a long time ago. And yes, I wasn't particularly choosy. Uh, uh, I think any, any port in a storm, I believe, is the uh, oh boy. expression. But uh, yeah, no, <laughs> since I've been a comic, no, because... Uh, my wife and I have been together so long. And that, you know what? Th that's a good question, Vinny, because a lot of times, especially with men, uh, they'll say, why'd you become a musician or why'd you become a comic? And they'll go, because chicks dig it. And uh -huh. I've got girls for doing it. And that wasn't my motivation. Uh, I already got girls. I was pretty sexy without it. You so, remain uh, very sexy. So. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't need a career to, to garner chickage. So uh, <laughs> it seemed like it dueling uh, goals so uh, what really what i wanted to do is tell jokes and be it i'm also like a serial monogamous you know it was uh the idea of uh, now of course of being uh, inside someone is so repugnant because of what what's you know you don't know where they've been well sure on tinder the night before you what no that they would you know i don't know if you're picking someone up on tinder but Anybody yeah. you meet on Tinder has been on Tinder. Yeah, it just seems problematic in and of itself. Uh, I, I'm I I think monogamy is the way to go, but that's me. I mean, I, I again, I don't judge other people for. I have many uh, loser dude friends who are not married and or got married and it didn't work, mm. or or they're still single at a ripe old age. And right. uh, you know, hey, do what you want. You ever hear people yelling about like how evolved they are because they are be they've evolved beyond monogamy and and I really think they just like to fuck strange and right and because I think of you as being a particularly evolved person like you're someone that I look to for the way I I feel like I get my knowledge from you oftentimes oh. uh, and it's, so it's funny to hear you say well I believe in monogamy. Well, it works for me, you know, like I, I, other people it doesn't work for. So, you know, the, there's people who live in like, I think Tilda Swinton, the actress is in an open relationship with yeah, her I husband or whatever. People but to me, that? open relationship means you're just selfish. You want the uh, you want the stability of having someone there all the time that will cook and listen to your problems, which is what a relationship is. Someone to trust, as they say. Uh, but you also just want to bone the world. And, you know, fair enough. Right. Uh, that's what always gets me about people who uh, uh, do that. Like they, they marry someone and then, oh, they ruin it because they sleep with the world. And you're like, well, why didn't you just not get married? And then you could have slept with the world and nobody would have cared. Yeah, but I liked this girl and she cooks well. And I do yeah, like right. boning her when she lets me, you know, that kind of thing. 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I they mean, always pin everybody a- does their own. I, I'm always impressed by like movie stars. There's a movie star named Jacqueline Bissett. You probably, I don't know. If oh, I know sure. Jacqueline she's a, Bissett. Hello. Yeah, she's like English sort of slash French and never married, no children. And no one ever talks about stars like that. It's always, uh, you know, so-and-so's baby bump, baby joy on the way and all that. And then two weeks later, uh, Ben and Jennifer's awful breakup, you know, and you're like, <laughs> what was the point of, you know, also in show business, people get married down here and are married for like a week and stuff. And you're like, right. what? What was the po- What was the rush? I, yeah. yeah. Well, they just like to have a big party. Uh, right? I actually Why not think just have a big party. I was going to say I experienced such incredible lives, you know, with the travel and the money and the, the, the free everything. But they also like to uh, look at normal and find themselves going, oh, you know what? I don't want normal. Normal isn't I'm, what I'm... I am amazing and outrageous and not normal. Right. I think that kind of doesn't fit that lifestyle in general. But I wanted to ask Greg Proops, international superstar comedian. You know, you're a big shot, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Own it. <laughs> be, be it. Feel it. Ever had an STD? No. Oh, never. Wow. And I'm from the 70s, too. I don't know. We weren't exactly circumspect about our uh, assignations. Pass it around. We we traded fluids with, you know, many people, and uh, somehow I managed to not. Have you ever been uh, to an orgy? I keep, I keep that, I keep that, uh, I consider myself lucky in that regard. Have you? What did you say? Did I what? Have you ever been to an orgy? Oh, no, that's disgusting to me. First of all, um, really, uh, all those feet. And what if there's feet there too? Gross. That's actually feet, a really huh? good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I, the part, part of of all I'm the so... things to focus on, the feet are everywhere. Gross. 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 Everywhere. Part of why I'm, is, is just I'm fussy and prim. Mm. And, and that, is, that's, that gets in the way of that whole. Also, I never understood that. Here, the thing with that, that with multiple people in one room is you're not going to like a couple of those people. And then right. what if they try to be inside you? Then you're like, gross. I, you know, that, since that was always the problem for me on paper. Sure. I, you know, I, the Caligula thing, I got it. But like in real life, to me, it always seemed like the people who want to do that are not that attractive and kind of desperate, sort of like the people who always want to be naked whenever there's a chance to be naked. They're not the people who really should be <laughs> because they're never that great looking or appealing. And you're like, Ooh. They're so utterly human. You know, like it's like that cruise ship thing. You know, you when you see the ad on TV for a cruise ship, everybody's all sexy and they're on a water slide and they're having cocktails and they look great. And if you've ever been on a cruise ship, it's like being in a Fellini movie. Like there's people in wheelchairs and there's people with a, a you know a colostomy bag hanging off their head. Like it's not. It's not head. You know, there's no glamour. There's no glamour at all. And to me, that's what this whole orgy thing is like. There's going to be some gross dudes there, and I do not want to see their man sack hanging near me at any point because I have to eat later. I have to eat. <laughs> yeah. So getting back to cruises, what cruises have you been on? Do you do comedy cruises? Oh, no. I've been on two, and I've been very lucky. Drew Carey, uh, when he was uh, swinging high, wide, and handsome in the early 2000s, um, 
was really nice to all of us. And because he had like two or three shows going and all this, uh, he took a bunch of us on a cruise in the Caribbean. And you're going to love this. Okay. Um, it was a surprise. Like he sent us all this invitation and said, I'm only going to tell you one thing, dress like you were going to go to like a warm climb and bring those kind of clothes. And, and then block out we were three or four days, right? Right. I... We, were, we were piled on buses okay. and taken to an airport, got on a, our own chartered like jet. Awesome. Not a private plane, but like wow. a 737. Mm. And all of a sudden we were in Mexico and he still didn't tell us where we were going. <laughs> and then we got on this yacht, this giant cruise yacht and oh. sailed around the Caribbean for like a week. That's not, and, that's not a cruise. That's a fucking fun friend it was astonishing boating so was it a are we talking about so if if he chartered a 737 there were a lot of you and you were all together on one boat without other customers no without other there was this was a private private yacht yacht. so this is not the same Drew Drew Carey show all the people from Who's Line and a bunch of people from a movie he made called Pinocchio uh or Geppetto or something and that's who was there and then um uh, I was on another cruise. Lewis Black used to do a cruise um, where it was you were part of a giant cruise. So it was a, I don't know if it was Carnival or Princess. So that's a, that was a real ones. cruise, right? Five thousand people on oh, the boy. ship, oh, right? Yeah, you know, like basically so a flotilla, a giant ship, and um, uh, uh, several hundred people had bought tickets for the comedy part. So it was me, and this is so sad. Two of the comics that I went on this, and this was like. 10 years ago are passed away. Oh, uh, Vic Henley passed away at the beginning of the plague. Uh, Tim Wilson passed away several years ago. And then it was Kathleen Madigan, me, oh, I know. Uh, Lewis Black, uh, uh, Mike Wilmot. Uh, I'm trying to remember everyone that was on it. Lots of and, comics. Um, we would perform every night in this giant cabaret that was in the boat. So, but you had to be one of the people who bought a ticket just to be part of that. But in the daytime, of course, you were in the general populace of the boat which was 5,000 people in wheelchairs drinking soda pop all day long. And we went around the Caribbean too. Uh, And St. Martin, which is a beautiful little sort of half French, half Dutch island. And then um, St. Thomas, which is uh, typical of all American tropical places, part paradise, part Quonset hut. And uh, and that was fun. So we did stand up and we got high and we drank and, and I did a podcast from the boat and it was, and then you had your own cabin with like a balcony and you oh. weren't supposed to smoke. Right. And on one side of us was a Scottish couple and all they did was smoke cigarettes and cough because they were clearly dying, which was great. So they'd go like, <laughs> oh, beautiful meal tonight. And the other one would go, oi, oh, oi, I can't wait till we got to St. Thomas. <laughs> and then on the other side of us were two ancient black woman who only talked about medication so you'd hear from the other balcony well i had to take the pill but i didn't know what it was in and then the other one would go well did you take the yellow ones well i had the daffron but i didn't take that so that was on either side of us so i would be out on my balcony smoking weed all fucking night mm-hmm. and none of them complained like no one turned us in because we were with so that that part of the course <laughs> was great and then you see flying fishes and stuff like you'd look off the boat and there'd be flying fish. Well, that'd be fun. Uh, we were in the uh, uh, um, Atlantic above the Caribbean, right, for a good deal of time. And um, uh, first of all, it's endless. So this whole thing, like, you know, when you think of Columbus or the Polynesians or whoever great explorers, the Vikings, whatnot, uh, the sea is endless. And the days go by where there is no land, nothing, nothing, just an insane 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply pool table of water that extends in every direction so you you become a small entity on this thing um and then meanwhile everyone else is just eating drinking soda pop and eating that horrible food so i went down to the um the buffet yes and they're they've dressed people as chefs which is fantastic because all the food's frozen so that no one dies of it and then they thought for each meal, right? And they put it in warming trays. And on one of the warming trays, it said catch of the day, right? Well, we're about three days out of Florida and we're in the middle of the Atlantic. And I said, excuse me, what is this catch of the day? And the guy goes, catfish. And I go, look, I didn't see anyone throwing a line overboard here, catching a fish. And I go, this isn't the catch of the day. This is the catch of a day. And it's a day that was preceded us by several months. And secondly, catfish are not indigenous to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. No. Right. My cousin Ollie has a catfish <laughs> pond behind his trailer in Mississippi. That's where catfish come yeah. from. Yeah. The same so place they do the frog gigging. Also dressed as a chef, which I love. Like, oh. You didn't cook anything. You thought it. I mean, I could, I could dress as a pirate and say we're going to attack St. Martin and everybody in a wheelchair forms the phalanx as we invade the island. <laughs> Only the Dutch part. Uh, so those are the cruise ships i performed on Uh, i didn't perform on the one with drew we didn't perform which was well that was just a fun Uh, one so obviously the drew one was far superior that was just a luxury yeah right that was just great yeah drew's just a a very uh he would hate me to tell you this probably um but he's a wildly generous and kind person not just uh in show business which of course he's included me in everything he's ever done in show business but but in just in general, he's a lovely guy. And that's the kind of generosity he does. He's done all these kind things for people that I will never talk about and that he'll never talk about. But believe me, he has. Like Bob Saget, who recently passed. Yes. The thing about Bob was he was known in the comedy world as being an enormously kind person. And I think that's the kind of thing you want to happen, your reputation when you pass. What you don't want is to have the reputation of he was a contentious piece of shit. He was an awful prick. He was mean to everyone. He was judgmental. All he did was cut people's throats so he could step over them to get his career going. You know, the, instead, Bob Saget, who on stage was filthy, on ca- on television was a squeaky clean. Um, the times I interacted with Bob, he couldn't have been more kind and supportive. Mm. And that's not something that you can say about everyone you meet. Because in, it's in a competitive business. business. Absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, he, Bob came to my podcast in Los Angeles oh. and we drank together with my wife after and he was like complimentary and kind and you know you don't have to be i mean there's plenty of people in show business who are never complimentary and kind um 
but it just so happens that I've been lucky enough to meet a few. Not, I didn't know Saget real well. Drew, I do know real well, but Drew is that kind of guy. And Ryan too, who I work with constantly and who's in, I'm in the group with for God. I've worked with him for over 30 years and now we've been in a group together for over 20 something years. So uh, you know, we get along, you know, Greg, I he's a nice person. You know what? They're nice to wait. They're nice to wait staff. They're nice to people in the hotel. They're that's nice to indicative. people who come up to them. You know what I mean? They're not dickwads who like, Hey, I'm eating, you know, there's not, they don't, or Hey, Hey, over here, I need food. You know, they don't do that. Do you think people. some of that is what you grew up with? Like you actually had parents who, 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 taught you to say please and thank you and you and that's something you probably did your whole life and that's why you continue to do it because you can't think of any other way to function in society like i just think that might be and good for them and good for their parents i think you're right i mean my parents certainly had every fault but one thing you didn't do was be rude and secondly my mother was a waitress and my father was a bartender and a a restaurant manager so i grew up in that atmosphere so the idea of being peremptory with someone who's serving you is completely i would just i when you're with people you know how they say like how do you know you're going to be with someone on a date or whatever if your date is mean to the server or brusque then you know you don't want to be with them because that extends to everything in their life how they're going to pork you how they're going to treat you how they see the world the world is not there to serve there's you. Everyone's a term not your slave or your indentured servant that's there to please you the world is a, you have to navigate the world by being nice to people uh, and the other thing is and, and maybe i'm making too much of this um because i've known i've known wealthy people who are kind uh, and drew and ryan are certainly wealthy but we're all blue collar people Drew's from a blue collar family in Cleveland. Ryan's from a blue collar family in the Northwest. And believe it or not, my family was blue collar and and I did not grow up in houses. I grew up in apartments. And I think there's really something to, like a lot of people, for instance, to generalize, like a lot of people who win the Oscar, like for instance, Eddie Redmayne who won it for the Swedish girl or whatever that one was. The Dutch Um, lady what was it the dutch lady the dutch girl the... yeah the whatever that one yeah, was a lot of actors you'll see in movies and whatnot um are extraordinarily wealthy and they're from wealthy families and they went to harvard or yale or cambridge or oxford and so they have that confidence that comes with being wealthy so i'll try acting and if it doesn't work out fuck you i'm still rich right whereas if you're blue collar it's kind of do or die you know what i mean like you're hungry. You're you hungry for it, it right? You've got right. to. What was he, I going to do? Go back and work in a, in a restaurant in San Carlos? Yeah, that's what you were going to do. That was it. You were going <laughs> right? to make it or you were going to go back there and work in the... Yes. So I think that the blue-collar people... I'm always impressed when... However, though, sometimes huh? a blue-collar person who makes good like takes a shit where they grew up like they you know what i mean there's i think that that that's when it comes down to parenting and how you were raised and and the you know just innate politeness of some people i think that sometimes our own insecurities you get all of a sudden you get all this money and and the success and it and it ruins you and Mm. and you become you you do shit on the server and you you know i think what is it new money like doesn't yeah, it can, right? it can happen either way. Parvenu, yeah. as they say. It, it, it certainly happens to people. And I can think of a few people who uh, were blue collar and then they get a bunch of money and then they decide the world's a different thing than it was when they were growing up. Right. 
uh, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm beautiful every moment of the day and I'm kind to everyone or that they are. It's just that I've learned a lot from watching how they interact. We used to go to Vegas every year for 20 years with Drew and do a giant show at Super Bowl Sunday. And Super Bowl Sunday, of course, brings out the worst in all humans. So people are drunk and running around and gambling and all the things they do. Before and I would see drunk people starts. come up screaming to Drew and Ryan. And they were eternally patient and kind. Oh. And that's a real skill, you know, because you can go, hey, fuck off and get out of my face. You're being an asshole. And they just don't do that. And uh, I, I really, I, I was a different person in my 30s, I think. I, I was way more arrogant and I, as a war, I was at war with the world a lot more. And as time has gone on, I've discovered that it's much easier to take the path of least resistance and be nice to everybody rather than like, for instance, I remember in my thirties, I was in Scotland and a comedian who had a TV show was there, happened to be there at the Edinburgh festival and said to me, I tried to get you on my TV show. And I said, no, you fucking didn't. I, you had my number and you, you know how you could have got a hold of me. And like, I would never do that now. Right. But Because what's the point of it? Right. What, what was I proving by being a complete dickwad? That you were that a I'm complete a, that I'm, dickwad. You know, awesome. You know what? <laughs> that brings up another question for you real quick, if I could. Uh, you are very sharp tongued and very smart. And I imagine, you know, many of your jokes like here miss people. And yet there are probably some. <laughs> that pick up what you're putting down. Have you ever been in a fight, like a fist fight? Have you ever been in a situation where you've, you know, said something that came to mind and that person went, ouch, you just hurt me and now I'm going to hurt you? No, not in a comedy world. I I've been threatened and stuff. And oh. I've had people get angry at me and stomp out and yell at me and all those things. And I've had, you know, verbal fights with millions of different crowds and uh, I've, I've poured hatred on people who've paid money to see me many times. Um, but no, the only times I was in physical altercations, I got thumped, you know, like I, I was mugged and, you know, I've been oh. thumped. Before. Oh, but I've never been in a comedy fight with a fist fight with anyone. I mean, I remember being at a, a place in Pleasanton in the 80s and some biker dude after the show took exception to my my savage wit. And uh, mm. uh, we were in the car park and he rode up on his motorcycle and threatened me. And I uh, I used what we call discretion and I cleverly ran away. So good move. Uh, the, no, I, fortunately, no. But okay. yeah, you can. It can happen. I mean, there's always that thing. And, and of course, now there's firearms, you know, everywhere. Mm. Uh, and in certain places, people really do carry firearms with them sort of everywhere. And uh, so there's that element but no it and mostly it's just me being horrible to people and, and them taking umbrage you know i had a bunch of things prepared but i shouldn't have bothered you're such a great talker i really <laughs> i do fall into like i fall into your rhythm and then i'm just like he's going and he's going and he's going oh, you're so sweet it's well ask him what you want do it before we're Go out of on, time Sarah. no i was we're gonna i was gonna play games and and uh you know maybe do oh. a bad advice and stuff no let's I, play a game you want to play a game yeah all right it's time sure. to play a game time, oh. you'll play against Vinny. okay it's time oh I'm what gonna... that's right wait a minute <laughs> I didn't agree to this. <laughs> I I picked some. It's time to play a game. This is it. It's a game called By the Numbers. All right. All right. 
turn the music down because I think it's it's hard to hear because of the zoom. All right. No, he can hear it. So I'm going to give you a chance to both answer the question, and and then I'll tell you who's right or wrong. And and some of these are super easy, and some of them are hard, and some of them are Vinny. Like there, I don't think I. There's one question I'm looking at here. This Vinny's going to get this, and you're not, Greg. So you can. I, lose. I don't believe you that could for lose. A you could lose. All right. I lost. First question is. <laughs> How many people, there are four choices. I'm going to give you four number choices. The answer is always a number. How many people have walked on the moon? Is it 8, 10, 12, or 14? Hmm. How many people have walked on the moon? Do I, do, is it a speed thing or do we no, just guess? No, no, you guys both guess and I'll give you points. I, I'm okay. going to say eight. eight. I also eight. will say eight. I'm sorry, the correct answer is 12. Is it really? 12 people have walked on the moon. So there was six six missions to the moon? I don't know how many. walked? Don't ask me. And put, you oh, know, okay. Russia, China, I mean, oh, America, okay. you got to think the world, sure. the humans. So. All, right. All right, next, so nothing. Zilch the big goose egg. <laughs> wow. This one you guys will get. Maybe. All right. Maybe. How many zodiac signs are there? 10, 11, 12 or 13. Well, that one's easy. That's a free throw. 12. I also say 12. That is correct. You both got that one right. Well, you know, right? 12 is a, a magic number for humans, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. 12 months, 12 signs of the zodiac, you know, that 12 kind of inches in a foot. Right? That whole thing. 12. How many Supreme Court justices are there? Are there seven, nine, 12, or 13? It's a nine, Bob. There's nine. Yeah, there are nine. That's Thomas, nine. Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Sotomayor, Kagan, uh, Roberts, and uh, Breyer. Oh, Damn. my. That's oh, yeah. You I didn't have that for you. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> okay, if I can name five of them. I'd be laying around, rolling around on the ground going, oh, come on. You know, I've, I've been testing these questions on people, and believe it or not, a lot of people, they can't just accept that there are 12 months and 12 zodiac signs and so many people say seven justices so many people go seven so you guys are you'll often notice that the decisions are so like oh i don't know five to four which pre kind of precludes the seven thing yeah mm. i guess they're by not the way judiciary scholars. fdr tried to stack the court during world war ii uh -huh. And he tried to expand the court to 12 people so he could stuff on three more appointees and that, it didn't happen. But it was sort of famous at the time, which is why they kept asking Biden, would he do that again? Would he would he try to stuff the court and make it bigger? The truth is, it should be bigger, right? It shouldn't be nine people. It should there's be bigger. And it's 330 should be... million people in the country. And we have yes. nine people making decisions. And, and they're only appointed for life since 85 or whatever. We have one woman in the 80s. You know, I mean, wow. I know. Like when they ask Justice Ginsburg how many women should be on the court, and she's like, ask me again when there's nine women, you know? There you go. Yeah, it's a, uh, and the whole lifetime appointment thing, really, oh, whatever. really troubling. This country troubling. such yeah. a fucked up slave state. And yet, I'd rather live here, I think. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Well, there's Hungary, you know? <laughs> uh, all right, next question. There'll be four answers. How many divisions are there in the NFL? Four, oh, shit. eight, 12, or 16? How many divisions think, in the NFL? I think eight. It's eight. Eight is the correct answer. Well done. Well done. Right? 
when I was little, it was like just one big league. <laughs> and then they it had another <laughs> big league called the American Football mm-hmm, League. Mm-hmm. And then they merged and that was a big deal. That's when I started following. And I actually could, I remember being a little boy and I memorized all the players on the teams because they all stayed on their same teams. Oh yeah. You could know and them the, all. The, the Raiders in those days were in the AFL, which was a big deal because they played the Packers in the NFL and the NFL was, Oh my God, they're so August. They're, they're really awesome. Uh, so now of course, no one cares. They all just float from. Yeah. Team to team. Hard to keep track. And the owners. Oof. Final question in this game by the numbers. How many songs do the Beatles have? Oh, God. Is it 154, 213, 273, or 361? I think this will split you guys. This will split you. I like 213, Bob. 213. 213 sounds about right. You're going Just to, to be different, I'm going to well. say 154 because they only made, what, 9, 12 albums or something? Mm-hmm. All right, final answer, 154 for you, Greg. Well, I'm, I know I'm wrong, but go for it. 213 for Vinny. By a score of 4-3, to three, Vinny has won the game. Oh, my. Nice one, Vinny. You just, I, I had a feeling. Wow. Right. Man, I want to spike my computer so how many and this songs? phone. And... <laughs> 213. <laughs> 213 was wow. the right answer. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing about them. They're they're a finite thing. Right. I think that's why people are so fascinated by them because, because they broke up and then they had their solo careers, which are, you know, debatable. Yep. The thing they did was is a perfect thing because they stopped doing it. And it only lasted what, nine? Very short. 60, yep. yeah, 60 short. to 60. They never made it out 70, of the 60s. There 70, is no Beatles yeah. records from the 70s. So Incredible. Literally, their whole career is from what, like 62 to 69 or whatever. Mm. The one that we know. Yeah. No one saw them in Hamburg. So. Right. Uh, uh, Although the, plenty of Germans, I'm sure, say that they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a perfection sure. in, in a finite thing, I think, like that. There is. And that is why uh, we're going to... Did you watch to... the Beatles thing? Yeah. I, I was did. so It was so boring. I, I Wasn't I, it? I tried. <laughs> I tried to watch. I was so fucking bored. I'm like, okay. I mean, Some of those it was moments, like watching though, people Greg. fight for 17 hours. <laughs> and Jennifer was like, do we get a medal or is there some sort of... Shouldn't we sign up for unemployment while we're watching this? Like, shouldn't it be a pay situation? It was too long, but come on. When 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 he starts riffing and you can hear the song underneath it starting to happen and you're like, oh, my, he's writing that song right now. And yeah. Yoko's, that, Yoko's reading that, the paper, sitting right there like she's in the band. I'm like, oh, right? my God. That part was exhilarating, but uh, he, there, that movie was a movie from the – early set set, or right at the time 69 called let it be right and all that footage was shot for the movie let it be and then they made another movie out of it this year last year with all of the footage so there is actually a short version with all the good stuff from then the Uh, one that michael Lindsay hogg shot that might be the Um, one and like the creative process is awful to watch uh when he writes the song that was brilliant you could have made the one we watched what at 90 minutes oh oh 90 yes. you could have made that 42 minutes and it would have right? been like well that and was pretty good the concert when they finally finally go on the fucking roof it's great <laughs> you know they, they play their eight songs that they learned or whatever and they you've seen them rehearse them a thousand times if you have to hear i've got a feeling one more time you're going to pull your own eyes out and <laughs> by the time they get up there and they're in their fur coats and they're smoking and they're playing then it's cool then it's like a 20 minute Beatle concert you're like 
hey, they're good. But I'll every <laughs> But I had to watch that John. those other nine hours of footage, right. and I'm right. not, not as You're into it. You're watching Paul act like a yeah. jerk, and, mm-hmm. and John's being a fucking maniac, and it's just horrible. <laughs> Rolling in, they they keep the the other three guys are there, and they keep putting the camera on the guitar sitting on the the chair where John will be whenever he rolls in. Yeah, which is like late every day because he's yeah. having a mental breakdown or something. The best part was that they don't, they drink. There's always nice fine wine, if you noticed. They drink French wine when they're recording. They're not drunk, but they have drinks because they're from Liverpool. But everybody chain smoking, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, But you notice a marked lack of drugs. They're not coked up and they're not taking acid. They're not even smoking weed. They have a couple drinks and they chain smoke. And they drink tea because they're English and they argue with each other for mm. fucking years. <laughs> it would have been worse though if there'd been drugs. Cause imagine how boring that would have been watching them like shit faced with each other. <laughs> Not <laughs> off. Right. Just like all coked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking kind of, I, think I, I fucking hate you, you know, and you know, on and, on and on. So Greg, you've got two shows coming up. Uh, let's see. Today is Wednesday, January 19th. And so if you're listening to this today, then you'll know that tomorrow uh, you're in San Rafael at Mar- Marin Veterans Memorial Auditorium and then San Jose on Saturday for uh, who's live anyway? San Jose Civic, you said? The San Jose Civic. It's okay. awesome. Uh, I want to thank you for being on today. You're always a delight. You're thank just you, so, you just, I just think the world of you. Greg Proof, ladies and gentlemen. And congratulations, Vinny, on your fine victory. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you. I was like, as you too. said that, I went, did I, did something happen? What did I do? <laughs> do I have another <laughs> right. baby the on game. the way? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give me Thanks, the magic Greg. words. We love you. Bye, darlings. Thanks so much. I hope to see you soon. Thanks. Greg. Happy New Year. The Happy New Year. end. Oh, right. The, the end. end. <laughs>